fantastic. Okay, so welcome everyone to Naturally Healthy Club week 21. And today we're talking about radically smaller dinners. But before we get dive into that, I just want you to pause and think about like how you're feeling, like where you're at with your progress. And just think of like, what's the one thing that you most need help with right now in terms of progressing on your naturally healthy journey? And just trust that whatever that thing is, you're going to get some guidance today that's going to help you move forward. So whether that's me directly coaching you or if you're listening to the replay, just something that you hear is going to tweak, (laughs) just trust that that's going to happen and it will. Um, Because remember this idea that we're getting exactly what we need when we need it, when we need it. And the other thing I wanted to start with this week is just a story. So we've got five more weeks left of this group, like this six-month period for the Naturally Healthy Club, this round of the Naturally Healthy Club. And I just wanted to share with you guys the story about Pam. So she had joined, she was in the, like, not last year, I think the year before. And so she was in this place where she was, like, five months in, weight pretty much hadn't changed. Like, she'd been doing a lot of around changing her relationship with food and feeling like no bad foods and eating more protein and like a lot of things were starting to click but she hadn't actually seen any progress on this scale and like you know after doing five months of work and then then she got the thing that helped her like that clicked for her and which was actually the tiny habit of putting her cutlery down and really slowing down her meals and I think also being intentional with her serving sizes and those two things combined um, helped Pam progress. And, you know, since then she was like, you know, she was down 40 pounds and then like every time I check in with her, she's like just continued to slowly lose this weight. And that's, you know, over a period of, of years. So it's not like it's she just one day she woke up and dropped a heap of weight really quickly, but it did happen slowly and steadily and sustainably. And she's so like, you know, enjoying food more, more than ever feeling really good in her body. It's like wearing pants that she hadn't like a size in, in pants. She bought some new pants and she was like, hadn't worn that size in over 20 years. And she was so excited about it. So just know, I share this story to just say, like, if you're in that position like Pam, where your weight hasn't really changed that much, just know that you're exactly where you need to be. And sometimes like doing that slow recalibration is setting you up for things to start moving and off and yeah like you're exactly where you need to be and you'll you'll get there you'll get there okay so plan for today is just got I'll go through our philosophy and our process and a little bit of news then we'll recap last week's lesson which was around uh oh yeah noted the power of noticing progress so those those celebrating tiny wins and then we're going to talk about this idea of radically smaller dinners. So I'll tell you the story about it and also talk about like how and how how you can experiment with this in your own um, in your own life. So uh, our philosophy, yeah, take a breath, Jules. <laughs> I am where I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. Yes, I weigh whatever I weigh, and it's okay. How do I want this to go? So such a helpful question for helping us make intentional choices, both in the moment, but also uh, longer term. Overeating isn't worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future, or I can have this later is another thought that a lot of people find helpful. I change best when I feel good. I don't have to do this perfectly. The most pleasure happens in those first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. There are no bad foods and we prioritize protein. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, and then our Naturally Healthy Club process, there are four parts to it. So L-I-T-E. So L is for listening to our bodies and also, I've been thinking more about this. The listening actually goes beyond just uh, what our bodies, bodies physically need. It's also like our emo- listening to our what our, like we need as a whole being, like as an emotional being, as a as a spiritual being. If you if you're a spiritual person, if you and just and and also the physical. So we can be listening to all those things. And the thought that goes with listening to our tummies in terms of over is that you know overeating isn't worth it or it isn't worth it. Um, but the 
the thought that can go with listening to what we need overall can be just pausing and asking ourselves, say, like, what do I really need here? So when we 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 notice that we're randomly grazing or we're foraging in the pantry or whatever it is, uh, just pausing and asking asking ourselves like, what do I really need? And that's so powerful because so often we turn to food as our first impulse because it's such an easy like known pathway when actually it's like we're tired or actually I'm feeling a bit lonely or I'm feeling a bit sad and I need a hug or it's like I need a rest I just need a break like I need to switch off for a minute like whatever it is like but oftentimes the food isn't it doesn't actually solve that problem and it's eating eating to try and solve that problem doesn't really give us that long-term solution like we're still tired and we're still still lonely or sad or whatever it is afterwards so I've, I've been playing around with this idea that listening is actually more than 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 every than just like quantity of food um, so the habit that goes along with listening to our bodies is either leaving food on our plate when we notice that we're satisfied or um, serving ourselves less being intentional with our serving sizes so we're going to talk about this idea of radically smaller dinners uh, today and how you can a- apply that into playing playing around and using that as another tool in your arsenal and then I guess the habit that goes along with the listening to the emotional side and what you really need is just that just noticing and when you pour and pausing and going and asking yourself that question like yeah what do I really need right now okay so that's listening then we've got eye for making intentional choices and the thought that goes along with that is like how do I want this to go and the habit that goes along with it is our daily is our daily practice. But another habit that you might like to, like the the serving ourselves, being intentional with our serving sizes, is another habit that can be helpful in terms of. So we're bringing that intentionality not only to what we're eating, but also serving ourselves, being intentional with our serving sizes, so that we are intentional with the how much we're eating as well. So those two combined is a very powerful recipe for for finding this balance of being having the best of both worlds where we have cake, where we have ice cream, where we have pizza, where we have chocolate, we have bread, and like there are really no foods that are off limit. We have croissants, we have all the amazing things, and also we're not overeating them so we feel good in our bodies, that we're getting this best of both worlds. So that's that that's in, that's intentional choices. Then we've got tea for tracking, which is weighing ourselves every day and the thought that goes with that is yes I weigh whatever I weigh and it's okay and just bringing that it's okay so that we're accepting where we're at and also just knowing that what gets measured gets improved so the fact that we are being willing to look at this number means that we're way more likely for it for it to improve but even if we're not it's an opportunity for us to practice that self-acceptance and to and to meet ourselves where we where we are and to practice that self-kindness as well like those days where you're disappointed with the number like that's okay that's that's going to happen and it's a good reminder that actually you know I'm an amazing person regardless of, of my weight and then we've got E for enjoyment and the thought that goes along with that is there's no rush and that's the whole purpose of this is just to slow down and experience our food because so often we're like rushing and we're shoveling and we we miss out on the on the you know the beauty of the whatever it is that we're having so just and the habit is like putting our cutlery down and the other habit that goes along with enjoyment is anticipating something delicious so just thinking about oh what do I like what, what 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 am I looking forward to like planning meals ahead like my Irish when I are going out for dinner or a really late lunch on Saturday to celebrate his birthday and I'm so looking forward to it it's like we're going to a favorite restaurant it's gonna be wine it's gonna be so so fun and just like thinking about that is really bringing me a lot of joy in the present moment okay and that's our process so let's move on to news and Post of the week this week went to Tracy Kay, who had celebrated 75 days of her daily practice, which is a huge accomplishment. So really wanted to celebrate Tracy for doing that. And just, yeah, like, and actually someone else had posted because they they um, don't do it in their app. They use a notebook and they actually went back. It was Jen, actually. And she had also shared that she'd done like three months of daily practice every day, which is amazing. Like she's been traveling and lots of different things. So, yeah, something definitely to celebrate. Uh, then in other news, so 
we've got five more weeks of this round of the Naturally Healthy Club. So the next group's starting in March. And for some people, staying like six months is a perfect container and you've got what you need and that's, that's amazing. You'll be ready to complete. But for other people, they're like, you know, six months is just the beginning and or it, they just need a little bit more. And so what I have is it's the, called Staying Naturally Healthy with Ease group. And so in that group, we, uh, so in that, in that group, it's all about like continuing this journey. Basically some people like are in that group and they attend the store, go for the weekly calls and, and, and redo those lessons. And, and I always teach it in a, every time I start a new group, I'm always teaching it in a fresh way. So it's not exactly the same. Uh, and then some people, we have a monthly call for the graduates group. And so some people just come to the monthly call and just we focus on goals so for some people that's still weight but for other people it's other aspects of health uh, so yeah like there's heaps of different options within that within that group and the other cool thing about the graduates group is there's some bonus classes that you'll get access to if you decide to join that graduates group and so there's uh, and these are all things that I like some are health related some aren't necessarily super health related but they're all things that I've coached on and so like I've paid like there in, there's a course on there's a class on relationships and I'd like I paid five thousand dollars to coach with my marriage coach uh, so you're getting like her wisdom and my my filtered through like my experience uh, and there's also a class on time like changing relationship with time there's one I did, worked with a sex coach so I shared all my sex sex lessons from that uh, there's one on aging well there's one on gut health and new in March last year I was working with a hormone coach so I'm going to be doing um, doing a lesson around hormone health in March so if you join the graduates group you will get access to that as well and so the graduates group it's um, it's $99 a month and so you get all that and you get access to what you're currently getting as well so it's definitely good fun. <laughs> uh, so I'll need you to let me know before the end of Feb if you want to complete your membership or if you want to continue on with that with that group. And the other thing that's news that's happening this week is I'm running a free cooking class called The Three Secrets to Becoming a Confident Cook. So I'll just paste the link in the chat there. Uh, so that's tell your friends. If you know someone who would like to build that confidence in the kitchen, then that class is definitely worth checking out. So it's going to be fun. So it's on Wednesday slash Thursday, depending on where you are in the world. Okay, that's it for news. Now let's recap last week's lesson. And that was just this idea of the power of noticing progress, aka celebrating. And why this is so important is because we get more of what we reward. And when we notice progress, when we not like when we give ourselves credit for doing whatever it is that we're doing, we release it releases dopamine in our brain. So it gives us that reward, which means that we want to do more of that. So when we don't reward ourselves, then it's like that's that's when habits don't stick, when that's it, when we just forget about doing things or they things drop off because we're not getting that good feeling from doing whatever the action is. So this is a really key part of being naturally healthy and making any change is to be on the lookout for where you're doing things right. And that's why I, so like on the calls, I'm like, show every tiny wins in the, in the group. I'm like, show your tiny wins because we change best when we feel good. So, and you know, this to be true yourself. Like when you have to have that momentum going and you notice and you're feeling like, oh yeah, I'm doing this, then it's so much easier to keep going and make more progress than when you're not not noticing progress, when you're not feeling like you're making making progress. So that's the number one reason. And then the other other reason why by being intentional about and actually being diligent about looking for the progress and rewarding yourself with your thoughts is so important is because our brains have this natural negativity bias. Like our brains are always scanning for problems and things that are going to kill us, which evolutionary has kept us safe. But in modern life, and when we're trying to change something, scanning for problems isn't helpful because it means that we miss the progress that we are making. We miss all the little things that we are doing. So we're missing out on that dopamine. So we want to intentionally look for what the wins, look, intentionally look for what's working so that we overcome that negativity bias. So we get the momentum and so we keep going. So when, when we want to to notice really you can't there's no wrong time so any time where you just think about it oh what what can I be proud of like go for it 
But the, a, a helpful trigger is like when you remember to do a new habit that you're working on, like so when you remember to put your cutlery down, when you remember to do your daily practice, like rewarding yourself, like, oh, look, I'm remembering, amazing. And then also also rewarding yourself as soon as you do it. So, oh, yeah, look, I just put my cutlery down, great work tools, and just giving yourself that little boost, that little dopamine release in, in your brain. And how to do it, just positive words like, yeah, look at me, I could do it. It can be really celebratory and over the top, but it can also just be low key of like, oh yeah, well, good job. Like I did it, nice one. Like it can be as exuberant or as low key as you like, but the the most important thing is that it happens so that you get the dopamine. Um, so that's how, how, we, how we go about doing that. And did anyone um, have any questions from last week or any thoughts around? This and each Deb, Jane, you've heard it all, heard it all up before, Jane. I think what I struggle with is the nurturing thing as an older woman. And if I'm going to cook for the family and that you have to finish everything up and you have to taste everything, and you're, you're, you're talking about intentionally small serves. I've been pondering that for a while because being listening to you share looking at your cooking and what you're eating, and I know everybody's body is different, and I've also been observing, you know, friends who are probably more in tune with their bodies and are not overweight. So I think that's the area I really need to work on. The, the serving sizes in nature or the, you said the nurturing? Yeah, the serving sizes and it's okay to leave food or throw out food. And, yeah, right. And that sort of stuff. So I think, you know, growing up with parents that were born in the war, it's a big reframe. Yes, yes. So... And that's one a cool thing. So, so cleaning your plate is like, but that's part of your DNA at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So embracing that and actually being intentional with your serves is that that means that you don't have to overcome. You don't have to change anything about that. You can still clean your plate, and but then yes. you're also not overeating. So leaving bites behind is probably not a great strategy for you. At, like, and focusing on just being really intentional with what you put on your plate knowing that you're going to eat it all is like that's enough to make a huge difference. Yes, I think so. And 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 also the the schooling of one's thought that you don't have to be the human garbage bin in the house. Yeah, right. Yes, because there's oh okay, so there's the what goes on your plate in Joe, you also want to clean that plate, but there's also, okay, I've got stuff left in the fridge. I need to eat it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sneaky thought, isn't it? We don't want to waste it. Yeah, it, yeah. and labelling it, that's exactly right, Jules. I'm going to write that down right now. Labelling it is a sneaky thought and it doesn't <laughs> need to be. Thank yeah. you. And also, like, because I, I have that tendency too, is that, oh, I know nobody else is going to eat this, so I have to finish it off. And so, yeah, I've just, over the time, coached myself on, actually, if I wouldn't serve it to the, to the rest of my family like if I wouldn't serve it to someone else why should I like it's not good enough for me either and it's actually okay for me to have that standard yes that's like correct it's okay to take care of myself in that way and to realize that different people in the family have different nutritional needs yeah and that's okay yeah thank you yeah does that feel good, Anitra? Like a yeah, yeah. So sneaky, no, that, identifying that sneaky thought. Yeah, I think sneaky thought is a good way. Is a good term, so I'll yeah. use that moving Yeah, when Thank you, you notice the sneaky thought, you, and you can have a little bit of a laugh with yourself, like, "Oh, there's the sneaky thought about food waste." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and the other thought that I find really helpful for, like, on, while we're on the food waste topic, is just this idea that. Um, if I'm eating like more than I need, that's just as wasteful as me throwing it out. It's actually the same, same in terms of the universe, in terms of me, I'm still taking more than my share of the resources. So 
whether I use myself as a garbage bin or I throw it in the garbage bin, it's wasted either way. I think that's a helpful reframe for some people yes. to think about it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So good, Anitra. Okay. Um, okay. Let, let's. So we'll talk about this idea of radically smaller dinners, which is super helpful for, <laughs> for when you've got the food waste thing, sneaky thought floating around in your head. So the story behind this is last year, or, yeah, actually it was the year before last, I think, there was a German guy who was in the Naturally Healthy Club and he, three months in, I was catch, caught up with him and he, he's like, oh, Jules, I haven't done anything. Like my life's been crazy. Work's been crazy. He had this crazy work schedule and he also had a young daughter. And so like, he was like, oh, I haven't started anything. So I was like, right, let's just focus on one really small thing. And so, and I gave him a few different options anyway. He decided to focus on this idea of smaller dinners and just being really intentional uh, how much he was serving himself. And I think he actually started serving himself like half of what he used to eat and like, off he went. <laughs> and then the next time I caught up with him, he was like, you know, he actually re had reached, it might not have been the next time I caught up with him, but he, he fast forward, he, he was able to reach his goal to lose all his COVID weight by just doing this one thing of being really intentional with his service side. So he didn't change what he ate. He didn't change his crazy schedule. He didn't change his stress levels. He didn't start sleeping more. He didn't do any more exercise. He just changed his serving sizes and that was enough. So that was, that's one story of how this has worked for someone, someone. And then another story is uh, someone who was in the last group of the naturally healthy club, Marit. And she was, yeah, it was kind of like at this point where we, you were four or five months in and she hadn't seen any weight loss. And so she actually, decided herself from something that I'd said to do this experiment of having serving herself right and she called it radically smaller dinners and I'll, I'll actually read out what she said and so you can get a, a sense of how it went from Marit so she said something Jules said a couple of weeks ago really struck me she mentioned she had overeaten during dinner one night because lamb and then didn't really need feel the need to eat much the next day I don't know why it didn't occur to me, um, but I that I don't have to fill up during dinner. But two nights ago, I asked my husband to serve me a tiny portion of jambalaya, um, a jambalaya, the jambalaya he'd made. So one shrimp, a few coins of sausage, a bit of chicken, and a few tablespoon, so a tablespoon of rice. It looks so small, but I savored every bite, saving um, the shrimp for last. Then about fifteen minutes later, I realized it was enough when my tummy actually caught up. The next morning, the scale was down three pounds. Last night, I had a small piece of my husband's giant pork chop and a nectarine. It was enough, despite the baggage that an unnamed company has left me with regarding to salad on the table being at zero points, so the old me would have eaten as much of it as I wanted. But the new me realized it was too much. This morning, the scale was down another pound. Both nights, I um, even had two fancy cocktails that sounded delicious when reading the recipes, which didn't feel restrictive and actually felt like an indulgence. So she was giving herself the indulgence of having the cocktails, being really intentional with her serving sizes and yeah, making amazing progress. Then she said, I think um, I'm finally realizing that a normal dinner, eight o'clock dinner time doesn't work for me. So instead I should try eating a larger snack between four to six when I feel um, peckish, then actually radically reducing the amount I eat at the dinner table. The last two days that's felt really good. So I, Hope it continues that way moving forward. Thank you, Jules. Not long after, after not losing a pound and even gaining some the past months, maybe I finally had the breakthrough that works for me. Fingers crossed it continues. And then she did a follow-up post uh, and it was called and a radically not so small dinner. And she said, last night my dinner was not as small as the previous three nights. And I was curious to see what the scale would say today about that, especially as I ate it at 8.30. Um, it wasn't huge, but I didn't have a snack between four to six, so I was hungry. The scale was down half a pound this morning, although it had gone up blah, 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 half a pound yesterday, so normal expected fluctuations. I can't certainly can't expect to lose one to three pounds every day. Um, still, It still included two delicious cocktails and even a chocolate peanut butter cup midday, so I was curious about that too. After a grand total of four data points, obviously enough for a solid scientific study, she says, tongue-in-cheek, uh, I'm feeling like if I'm particularly mindful during my last meal, it can make up for some transgressions earlier in the day. Um, Jules has said this on the late 
call last Monday, so I guess it must be true. And she's got a smiley face. So there we go. Marit, like, had done this experiment on herself and just noticed, okay, yeah, when I have a smaller dinner, the scale goes down. And, like, it does it even, and it, even if I have a co- couple of cocktails, if I have chocolate at lunchtime, like, it's it all balances out. So I shared this with, and then she, I haven't caught up with her recently to see how she's going on her journey, but I like it. That was what started her weight going down, just this habit of being really intentional with her serving sizes. So, why this works is that, as we spoke up with Anitra, is like you don't have to overcome that food waste, <laughs> clean plate. You don't have to coach yourself about being in the clean plate, plate club. You can just serve yourself and then eat on autopilot. And also, the other cool thing with this is, if you're struggling to put your cutlery down and you're, or you want to eat in front of the TV, totally no problem. Like you can do that. But when you, cause when like, you know, I, I wouldn't do that cause I was, I would feel short change. Like I was missing out on pleasure. But if that's something that you want to do, then this is like this nice hack so that you're not eating too much um, because you're, you're being intentional with yourself. So you're using your, your, your prefrontal cortex, like your rational brain, around the serving sizes and then you can just eat on autopilot so it's like set and forget and the other reason this is helpful where as opposed as opposed to like if you're counting calories or like whatever is this idea that you small you still serve out what you think eat it but then you give yourself that permission to go back if you do genuinely feel like oh actually that wasn't enough i don't feel satisfied then you're free to go back. So this is a a key distinction is that you have to let yourself have that permission that some days there will be like, yeah, you served yourself less and it actually wasn't enough. So cool, you go back and have more. And the reason that's super important is because if you don't, if you're always only like serving yourself small amounts and then you aren't feeling satisfied and then you, and you, uh, you like don't let yourself have more, then that builds your psychological hunger. And when you build your psychological hunger, then you can do it for a few days, but then ultimately it'll drive you to overeat at some point in the future. So we want to make sure you've got that feeling of feeling satisfied when you are having your smaller meals. And uh, let's see. Oh, the other reason why this works is because it, it helps you see that clear link between what you're eating and the number of the scale. So it doesn't become, it's not this mysterious thing. It's like, oh, actually I have agency over this number. So you have that direct cause and effect. And of course there still will be those fluctuations where there'll be times where you're a little bit surprised, but it you'll that you'll have enough, you'll have those data points of when you are having a smaller dinner and it does go down to have that evidence that oh yeah this works and actually marisa who was on the morning call she'd had a couple of meals this week where she'd served herself half at dinner time and she was like oh yeah actually this girl did go down and then actually that was fascinating so i'll reiterate that just because i I thought that it's so funny how our brains do this but she was like oh yeah so she hadn't told me that she'd had those radically smaller dinners but she we were coaching and she just mentioned oh yeah and the scale was randomly down like two and a half pounds and i was and and uh, and she was like, but I don't know why. And so then we dug a bit deeper and we found out that, yes, it was because she'd had some radically smaller dinners or some smaller dinners. She'd served herself some smaller dinners. And so it was interesting that her brain had like, had, that negative deep bias was so strong that it had actually discounted that she'd done that, that she'd, and it, it had forgotten it. it was just looking for problems, looking for problems. So it was great that we were able to recognize that and go, actually, this works. When I do this, I get that result and it works and it feels really good. Um, the other reason this is helpful is because it, it get, gives you that motivation because when we get that that change in number on the scale, that's very motivating to keep going. So you get that positive reinforcement. And the other really cool thing is about this approach is that it's just so simple. Like there's just one decision and there's actually no real effort after that. It's like just, yeah, okay, and be, use your intentional brain once. Whereas when you've got food on your plate and you're in the moment, it can be harder to remember to coach yourself and it can be harder to, to do it. So it is very, very simple. Um, so, yeah, I love it for all, all those reasons. Of course, there are some times, not the panacea, of course, there are some times where it won't work and that's in situations, like if you don't control the portion size and you're just going to, and so if you're still eating to like clean your plate, 
then of course, obviously that's not as small a dinner. And so that, that can be tricky. And then the other one is, um, is, is, uh, if you're if you have the habit of like snacking after dinner so if you've got a nighttime snacking habit then then going back for, to the pantry for food after dinner then having a smaller dinner is it like you'll you can undo the the effects of that by snacking later and just eating more when you're snacking so if you are do have that nighttime snacking habit i'd recommend focusing on on being intentional with that first and getting that to a place that feels good. So whether that's stopping that habit, like making the decision to stop snacking after dinner or uh, which can be very effective, like using your rational brain to go, you know what, I'm just going to not do that anymore or being intentional with it. So if you do, you're like, no, I really like my night, my 10 PM snack, then being intentional with your serving sizes and sitting down you know, with whatever it is. And, and, and then when you've got that into a, a place where you're feeling good about the intentionality of the the nighttime snack and it's not just random grazing then you could experiment with um, radically smaller dinners so that is radically smaller dinners in a nutshell and so yeah how to do this it's really just a matter of deciding to serve yourself less and then before you start eating what I think can be helpful is to actually imagine yourself on the scale the next day and seeing that number go down and feeling good about it. So you're linking that, oh, yeah, me doing this is going to give me a future reward. So you've got that incentive and that motivation to do it. And, of course, still tune into your body because there will still be times occasionally, like that happened to me last night. I, was like, I served myself less than I thought I would need, but still by the time I was like almost through it, I was like, actually, this is enough. Like I was feeling very satisfied. And so I ended up stopping. So still do that like don't just ignore your body if your body's like you know I really feel like I've had enough then don't don't clean your plate just because you're doing radically smaller dinners but of course you know you don't have to do that as well like it's just just focus on the serving sizes and that's enough um okay so that's it for radically small dinner so does anyone have any questions around this or any thoughts around serving sizes or we can move into coaching and tiny wins a small group today mm -hmm. <laughs> good well it sounds um, logical <laughs> to me and oh. i thought real helpful was it june who said or jane who said was discussing the clean plate phenomena oh, nature nature yeah does that is that something that shows up for you dad yes absolutely uh i don't really feel like i've been too successful so far with uh okay do you want to coach on that right now uh sure i don't i don't know i i guess that's why i made sure i saw your email that said you don't have to do it alone. And if you're not being successful, ask for coaching, but I don't really know. Uh, cool. cool. You, you don't know how, you know, that's my job. <laughs> Deb. So I think like first step, let's take a step back and just what's, is there anything that you are proud of? Is there anything that you feel like, yeah, it is working well, no matter how small, is there anything that, that you are happy with so far. It's okay if there's well, not. I, I do think I've developed the habit of uh, putting the putting my uh, down in between bites pretty well. I don't. Oh, there's times when I forget, but pretty much I do that. Amazing. Okay, this is great. But but because. In the end, I'm going to eat what's on my plate. It doesn't really matter whether I put my utensils down or not. It's not, I, I, I do think like the discussion about trying to put a smaller amount on your plate, because then when you eat what's on your plate, then you can feel like it's, you're done and then just wait a, a time, like you mentioned, in discussing the smaller meals to see whether that 
you feel satisfied. But sometimes I, I, I personally, even though I eat my dinner and I feel like I've, I'm, I'm good, you know, I've eaten my dinner. I'm good. You feel satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, um, later on, I feel hungry or I just feel like I want to eat something even when I'm not hungry. So I'm having a hard time controlling that, which has shown up on my scale in the last week or two. It just seems like I've, my scale numbers have ballooned, which they haven't a long time. So that's probably why that in combination with seeing your email got me to actually think, well, maybe there's, something I don't know I just I just I'm just feeling like not able to make it happen okay and tell me more about that how about that feeling and the thoughts behind that Deb it's like it's not working not able to make it happen what else is coming up for you yeah I just I just feel like If it was working, then the scale would be going down, not up. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I guess I don't, haven't really been able to come up with a, a set of behaviors or thought processes. Or I mean, I understand everything that we've talked about, but it just doesn't seem like it's made a a big enough difference in what I'm doing. And I I come back to the same idea that I've, that I've had before. Like, I don't feel like I'm overeating all that much. I feel like I eat fairly healthily, but obviously I'm way overweight. So it's not that idea is not true. Yeah. And that of course the snacking doesn't doesn't help which I all that tends to be more more at night that's usually when I have that amazing okay this is so good to know Jab so there's yeah so that that like I don't feel like I'm eating all that much like that's a really that's a that's a really sneaky thought that's because then then you're like oh well I don't feel like I'm eating all that much but my weight's not going down and so it's kind of like you're like it doesn't help you feel like you have agency over it like it makes you feel like that's that's that kind of it's a sneaky thought because it makes you feel like you don't have like it's not something that you're doing that's causing the situation which totally like like I've I've thought that myself and I've coached so many people on that thought so totally like of course it comes up but and the thing and the cool thing is that you've recognized like that's really great that you've recognized the the after dinner snacking grazing problem like or habit and the thing is that when you have that habit you particularly if it's like oh, I'll just have a little bit here and a little bit there you never get that feeling of feeling really full like oh I completely overate like that was way too much it's very pernicious like it's very like sneaky little bits here and there but over the course of the evening or and if you're snack if it's happening during the day as well like you can eat way more than you need without ever feeling like you've had a lot of food so the cool news is like it's actually like that's just the one thing. So actually next week we're going to talk about, I call it the fat bastard habit, but that's just that one thing that if you are able to, to, to change that habit, change that, that evening snacking habit that will, and then that will be enough to get the scale moving. What are your thoughts? It sounds optimistic. It sounds optimistic. Okay, so maybe like, okay, rather than, is it optimistic that it will work, that that would work, or is it optimistic that you could do it? Or both? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe both. I, 
I go through streaks, I guess, and lately I have been snacking at night a lot more than I had been. But even when I wasn't snacking at night, I wasn't losing weight. I was just maintaining, which I agree is an accomplishment in and of itself, but it'd be much more of an accomplishment if I was 50 pounds lighter, if I was just staying at the same weight because I, in my adult life, I've um, largely Mm -hmm. been heavier and, but I've been a lot lighter than this. Um, and last time I lost weight, it seemed like in order to lose weight and maintain that weight loss, my the amount of food that I could eat was very, very small. And um, I'm not sure I want to, I, I guess that's why I thought I wanted to try NHC to see if that could help me without having to be um like completely uh like com- completely cut out everything which is what it felt like I had to do be- last time I guess it didn't feel like it at I-, I don't know it's been quite a while ago now but it just seems like it was difficult to maintain and then once I, I felt like in order to maintain the weight loss to lose the weight and maintain the weight loss required in it a high, a, a very high level of control over what I ate. And that once, and once I lost that control, I, although I maintained it for quite a period of time, but once I did lose it, it was like, I couldn't get it back. And I kind of feel like I'm in that same, that same situation where I can't seem to get it under control. I don't know. I yeah, just... no, this is so helpful, Deb. That's really helpful to know. So you've got a belief at the moment that for in order to you to lose weight, you have to restrict and feel deprived. Because that's been your experience, which lots of people have that that that. Do you think is that is that true? Well, when I'm not restricting, I'm not losing weight. So, okay. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I know that's not the concept, but I just, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I don't know how to, I'm real intrigued by the GLP-1 agonist because it seems like that's what they do is they suppress your desire to eat, even though it seems even though like what I said is I don't feel like I'm eating overeating that much, but obviously I am. And the reports are that that suppresses your desire to eat. So even though you're not having to, Oh, Debbie's still there. Oh, Deb, I've lost you. Oh, man. Deb, come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I dropped out. No, that's okay. That's okay. So, so. So you were saying that, so you yeah. So let let's so the the GLP one thing. Like let's just that's that's one option. But do you want to just? Will we just focus on what we what what you can like coaching on the current your current situation? Okay. Yeah, because anything that we do that's going to any habits that you build that are helping you eat in a more balanced way now, they would help if you decided to take one of. Those take a drug as well so so it's going to like add add extra fuel to that to that like it will just make it make it work work better yeah um yeah 
so I guess like you join the NHC, so you like I guess the the first thing is that we Deb is we need to just give you that belief that it's possible that by cleaning like by being intentional with your snacking in the evening and also and combining that with your serving sizes at dinner at dinner that if we did both of those two things we could get your weight to move down like do you think without you feeling just restricted or like you've got to control everything every single thing do you think like is it is that possibility available to you it's okay if it's not well I don't know I mean it's it sounds like it should be but okay so it could like that's right yeah and that's all we need and so then we wanted what we want to do is build the evidence like let's build the evidence and do some experiments so to to see if that's true for you how does that sound okay yeah like this could be really fun (laughs) so we have evidence that when you're so when you weren't snacking at night time you are able to maintain your weight over the whole like over the holidays like you're able to keep your weight stable so you we already have the evidence that you can keep your weight stable without restricting you can keep your weight stable without doing any crazy counting or yes i agree that's true yeah great great and so like let yourself feel really good about that deb i know it's not where you want it to be but the first like accepting yourself that actually I, I i i was able to do that because there are a lot of people who would be like who would be like man if i could keep my weight stable just by eating whatever like eating like a normal person that would be a dream come true for them and so let's like actually celebrate that that's actually it is and i know your brain's wanting to discount that it's not an achievement because you haven't lost weight but it's actually it's actually a big really big achievement and to have that that freedom and to be not controlling and restricting like that that feels like that it actually is a good thing that you you were able to do that okay yeah that, i guess when you say it it sounds a lot more positive than I <laughs> that is my job <laughs> right so you're better at it than me for sure <laughs> well i've just had a lot more practice Deb. <laughs> i do this all the time and coach myself and I coach other people. So yeah, cool, cool. And so we, we've got that evidence. And so the next is we want to go back. To, I think the next step for you is to go back to that place where you weren't snacking, snacking randomly at night. And then from once you get that in a good place with that and get back to having your weight stable, then the next step would be to look at your serving sizes on your plate and that's going to be the next step. And that second step will be the one that gets the weight to start going down. So okay. we've got like a two-step plan. How, how does that feel for you? It sounds very logical. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're an engineer, aren't you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we like we like. Like like the, the the logic logic. So Right. Well, I guess I always it just seems so like it seems something that it that eludes control when so many other things in you know that in my life I'm able to get under control by just focusing and whatever, but the weight just seems like it's not been cooperative in that. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is, Deb, like, like that's not your fault. Like, and so many of us have felt that and been in that position where it hasn't felt like, like we do make all this effort and it hasn't got results. And that's just because it's a lot to do with that, that psychological hunger piece. So that, cause we're in the, like when we're told to restrict, then that builds our psychological hunger. And so you like that's that's why it feels out of control. It's so 
and okay so the, and, and and that's kind of good to recognize because now it's like okay well if I'm, I'm not going to go back to restricting I'm going to play within these parameters and that's going to be the thing that I'm doing differently and that's going to actually end up making me successful so I want to okay. share with you Deb so this is something that I, um, I share with the graduate group so just to give you an, an idea about because I've actually had an experience on my own journey recently. So one of my bad habits around food is um, is like picking when I'm cooking is a huge is a huge thing for me that I occasionally comes back and I need to keep an eye on it. And then the other thing that is um, so I have this habit of having I, I drink heaps of tea, like I drink tea all day, like pots and pots of it. And so I can, sometimes I have cream with it. Sometimes I have milk, sometimes I just have it without. And so when I'm having a lot of cream in my tea, like I was like it can get I can end up I hate to think how I have no idea how much cream I'm actually consuming, but it can be a lot. And it'll be like, I'll finish dinner and then I'll be like having cream in my tea and swigging cream out of the bottle and all sorts of things. So you're like, you come over to my house, you'll be like, if I, if I offer you cream, you'll be like, no, you know me. You'll be like, oh, I don't want cream. <laughs> Just swung, swung it out of the bottle, drunk out of the bottle. But so what I did was, a couple, this was actually in December, was I did, just like noticed that this was getting a bit worse and my weight was starting to creep up to the higher end of where I want it to be. And I was like, no, let's do an experiment on the cream. And so I just did an experiment for cutting out cream. And I actually, I didn't actually completely cut out the cream, but what I did was I just, was intentional about it so it's like okay if I want to have cream in my tea one cup after dinner no swigging out of the bottle I was cutting that out but if I want to have cream after dinner I will but otherwise it's like no cream apart from that one cup after dinner and then so over the course of like two weeks like my weight went like down and this isn't like a huge scale like that's it's like basically a kilo so two pounds over a couple two weeks but it was just that was the only change I made was just cutting out that cream and that mm -hmm. that sneaky habit. So I tell you this just to give you that some evidence when like that actually cutting out that or being finding a some some bound setting some boundaries around that nighttime snacking is going to make a difference for you. So okay, yeah, cool. So do you feel do you feel like that's something that you can just do or do we need to get a bit of a plan for you Deb on how you're going to how you're going to tackle the nighttime snacking um well I I think I think I should be able to do that but of course so far I don't have a whole lot there's not a whole lot of proof uh, for that statement it's just because I've been yeah I've been kind of bad about it re in recent times yeah right so so the do you feel like just set okay actually let's dial it, dial it back one so is ha having like food in the evening after dinner is that something that you enjoy like is that something that you would like to continue like regardless of weight like so let's say you're at your ideal weight and you're feeling imbalanced does ideal weight deb would she like enjoy having a snack after dinner or would she probably not really be fussed either way Uh, well, I think I think sometimes I don't I don't think I would have every it night every night. I think I would occasionally do it more on special, maybe on special occasions. And that's probably we've been eating dessert pretty much every night as well. So probably another factor. Right. Now that I think. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So maybe the first step is Deb, like for for now, like how like how many times a week do you think you'd like to have dessert and have a snack after dinner? Um, 
every night. Every night? I okay, think- cool. Because I've worked with someone that did want to have dessert every night and we did we did that like and that worked really well for her. So it's like that's that was your first answer. So I think this is this is this is the first experiment. So you want so yes, you're gonna have dessert every night. And it's like then it, the thing that you'll need need to be really mindful of is like the serving sizes. So if you so thinking about how much you want to have every night and you also that doesn't have to be the same like you might decide like Monday to Friday it's like small and then you have a larger one on on Saturday and Sunday or it might be um that you 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 can make it up (laughs) you get to and you don't have to like decide now and then you, this is the only way I'm doing dessert for the rest of my life. It's like, just, just think of, and, and you don't have to decide now on the call, but just think about, okay, what do I want that to look like for my first experiment, knowing that I can change it? Like, so I, I like my tea experiment, my cream experiment was, it was just an experiment that's going to, what happens if I cut the, cut the cream out and only give myself that permission? And what I've found is actually, I didn't miss it at all. And usually like maybe like two or three nights a week, I want to have cream in my tea after dinner and that's good like that, that's in balance and that feels good so you don't have to decide now but I think that's the first experiment to play around with is finding out oh what what do I like what feels good in terms of serving sizes for the dessert okay yeah and the other thing that can tie into this is that can be helpful is just um like if given that you are going to be having dessert, like maybe just thinking about the portions of your dinner, like how, how much you're serving yourself at dinner going, well, I'm I'm going to have dessert and I'm, and I'm probably going to have a, and I am going to have a snack after dinner, after dessert as well. So thinking that through and serving yourself accordingly. Okay. Okay. So how does how does that feel, Deb? It's like a first step experiment. That seems like a, a good way to approach it. Amazing. And then, do, how would you feel about like catching up next week on and coming to this call, and so we can review progress and see if we need to tweak anything? Because sometimes we'll do experiments and we get it'll feel good the first time, but other times it won't. Like we'll need to tweak more. So okay. I will. Amazing. Oh, and so like great work, Deb, like celebrating you for joining up and asking for coaching because I know it can be hard and um, so many people don't do that as well. So, so like, yeah, really, really powerful that you've, that you've done that and you've made that, that first step. Yeah. It sounds like reasonable plan. So thank you. Focus and get Make some progress. Yeah, and tune into like this is what I want. I think that like that thought might be a really good one to fuel you during the week. It's like I want to be intentional. This is what I want. I don't want to be eating randomly because it feels really good to be intentional. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I look forward to hearing how you get on next week, Deb. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll wrap up there. Amazing. Have a great week, everyone. And uh, yeah, you guys got a sneak peek of my our lesson next week is like your fat bastard habit and identifying that. So we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Oh, actually, Jane, before we go, did you want to? Um, did you? Hi, Jules. <laughs> yeah, did you want to check in? I've got time. If, so if you got Anitra, Deb, if you need, if you guys need to go, you can. But um, yeah, Jane, tell me what's going on with you. Oh, uh, I um checked in because I saw that you were going to talk about radically smaller dinners and we had said last week that that would be something good to try. Yeah. Um, I must say that while I was listening to you tell the stories about others, I was like, that doesn't sound like it it can work. But listening to Ben, uh, uh, listening to Deb and um, what she was talking about and thinking about, yes, I'm also one of those people who would, not every night, but if I said to myself, I can, I, I'm going to plan to have dessert or a snack after dinner and then use that in the mindset of how much to serve for dinner because I'm going to be planning for that, that it, it is easier to make it a smaller dinner 
it's just that yeah I had my initial thoughts were like um like half a pork chop and an nectarines like under 200 calories and like that is not dinner for me okay okay (laughs) Um, so definitely it definitely is for the other yeah meals and and I'm just thinking I don't that that and I know that that's wrong um (laughs) but that that is my that is my initial thoughts is that um and yes or um how does it work because um the size of stuff like even just in your meal plans I would normally eat less than what your normal serves are and that would be yeah what my and if I'm going to radically cut that in half (laughs) then I get this thought that that's going to be that I'm only going to be achieving weight loss because I'm radically reducing calories that's I think (laughs) what I get get from that and that resistance yeah cool because of that okay I'm so glad we coach we're coaching on this so that thought, so you're like that cal- calorie calculator, ja- Jane, we've got to sack it, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yes. it's not helping you. Because when you like, because yeah. when you're thinking, oh, because then it's like it puts it into these numbers and what I should be and shouldn't be having and what I deserve and don't deserve. And it just, it makes it like, it makes it really hard to divorce yourself from like, and to actually try something different mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like on that day where marit had a nectarine and half a pork chop doesn't matter how many calories it was we don't know what she had for the rest of the day <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that was like she felt that was enough to feel satisfied so i guess the reason why I don't, like we want to divorce ourselves from counting calories is because you never feel satisfied when you've when you're calculating calculating the calories like you you always feel like I should be I want I want to have more whereas when you yeah that makes sense in terms of calories you just think about it just becomes it's not this like numbers thing it's like am I satisfied am I not satisfied yeah and Mm -hmm. and some there have been times where I've been satisfied with like less than half a pork chop and and a nectarine and but given what I've eaten over the, that day or the previous day that was enough for me in that moment so yes yeah yeah so we wanted to just... but I sort of and I sort of wondered um and I can I can totally get it as a um as a, <laughs> it, yeah and in that that for that day or the next that a couple of days until you're feeling better in terms of that but um if I was to if the plan was to do the radically smaller dinners and make myself do that every single night for a week two oh, weeks yeah, and, you well, know that yeah. sort of thing actually that's a good then point that, too. that 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 in itself made yeah had resistance for me because yeah, I was yeah thinking, actually that's a really yeah. good distinction is it's not something that you like and actually so rather than thinking about it in terms of radically smaller dinners, like it's not, the idea isn't to serve yourself a tiny amount every night for the rest of your life. It's, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. So it's like, just be, to serve yourself what you think is a reasonable amount some nights. And then other nights you might go, oh, like the scale was a bit up and I want to like, I'm probably not that hungry. So so. Yes, and if yeah, if you go, oh yeah, I'm not that hungry. Oh, tonight's the night that I can try yeah. a radically small dinner. Yeah, yes. but on other and nights, then, you'll nuts. you'll just be it'll it might be a smaller dinner to what you're used to, but it's not going to be radically smaller. Yes, so you've yes. got two like you've no, got that, a few different options. Yeah, that definitely makes more sense because I was you know thinking yeah, cool. that Sorry. it had That's to so- be. Yes. <laughs> so that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we uncovered. I'm so glad we uncovered that. That's going to be helpful for everyone that's listening to the replay as well. <laughs> like I need to update that lesson. Yeah, yeah. So the the point isn't to be to be radically that's- small all the time. It's like just to play it by ear. And it might be that you it's only like a couple of times a week that you want to do a really small dinner, mm. but just seeing how it goes. And I think Jane, like yes sounds like you're a dessert person so I would really recommend setting like so like 
giving yourself that option of I'm going to have like planning to have setting that intention of I'm probably going to have dessert every night and then of course in the moment if you don't feel like it you don't have to but giving yourself that permission to have dessert is going to help you get your the main course serving size appropriate for the dessert and Mm -hmm. it's going to that's going to stop you feeling like you're deprived you're going to feel like oh yeah I've got dessert I'm going to feel you're going to feel really satisfied and abundant and it's like this Mm -hmm. that feel that feeling of feeling satisfied with your meals is really key like if you're not feeling satisfied then that that's it doesn't work longer term like the satisfaction feeling yeah well I've got an example from last night I like we were out and had a you know a nice normal size like you know smallish meal and then the kids wanted to go and get um gelati from you know the shop (laughs) shop as well I said no I won't have any but then I still came home afterwards and went oh I'll just cut off a bit of kind of thoughts yeah (laughs) and you know I have that instead and so if I know that I'm going to want to feel like having something and that not having something is going to deprive me, I have to really, yeah, build it in from that end, you know, backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so just, yeah, and it's just like being just thinking through, okay, well, that, you know, there probably could be that dessert tonight. Be the thing yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's, that's huge, Jane. So good to recognise that. Yeah. 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 And that, like, yeah, that and sacking the calorie counter, like just in your brain, yeah, just yeah. whenever your brain starts calculating, just go, no, doesn't matter. Satisfied, not satisfied, yeah. that's all we care about. <laughs> yes, and it was only because I only, like, I, you know, I had to look it up. I didn't know how much it would be. But, yeah, when you were, because I was thinking if that's a long-term thing, I won't, yeah. That, that won't work but yes I agree yes there's no point looking at all of that stuff it is what how you feel and that's the most important thing yeah, yeah. amazing mm, good. oh good to good to coach Jane does that feel good for today yeah, it does thanks Jules <laughs> oh amazing okay well that was a that was great coaching everyone so have a beautiful week <laughs> and I'll look forward to talking to you guys next week okay bye see you bye